Hey guys, it's Danny Kane. I just wanted to do a quick update before the episode started here. Unfortunately, this episode is not complete due to some technical difficulties we experienced while recording. <clears throat> I really apologize for that, and I hope that you guys will come around again next week. Make sure that you follow us on our respective Twitch channels. Information will be down below. And follow the podcast on Twitter, at NTNPod. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Really, it's five. five. Yeah, it is five. It is five. five. whole yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's going good. Hello, and welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Danny K, here on twitch.tv slash Danny K. With me, I have my wonderful, beautiful co-host, who I'm assuming is not freezing to death out there. Hey, in you suck, fuckers. I'm ready. Hi. I'm Hi. I thought we got rid of it. I thought we got rid of it. I thought we were done. I thought we were done. Hope you guys are doing incredible. Welcome on in, everybody. So, uh, Ren, just real quick question. Um, Do you live in a place that the air can kill you like Ned and I do? Depends on if you mean smoke. Because we have have that in droves if you want some. We we could trade. (laughs) <laughs> we could we could trade. I'm fine with that. No man, freezing to death sounds better than suffocating to death in a fiery inferno. But you know, I mean, I guess. Although I think I might take a fiery inferno right now. Ned, I don't know about you. We have a guest. <laughs> we have a guest. Uh, uh, the wonderful Ned on air. Well, welcome to the Next to Nothing podcast, the show where you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's good. That's perfect. That's our new. That's our new slogan. The show where you. (laughs) The show where you. The show where you. Um. All right. Good man. Uh, Welcome. I'm happy to be here once again. Once you told me one of the topics that we might be discussing, I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta delay dinner this tonight to go be part of that. Dude, I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's leftover pasta. Mm. Hey, you gotta be careful. Don't have the like five day old leftover pasta. That'll kill your liver. You know, I'll discover that later. I've already eaten the pasta, so it's done. <laughs> and so when my wife is like, what's wrong in the bathroom? I'll be like, pasta. pasta. Actually, oh, funny enough, funny enough, I came home and mm-hmm. there was a bag of cookies on the table. I'm like, these are Christmas cookies. We baked these like in early December. She's like, I found them in the back of the car. I'm like, why do we? So I ate one and it was still good. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, it wasn't uh, It wasn't buttercream frosting, What was it? No, it was, I have no idea. No, no, it was homemade frosting, and it was cooked, so the eggs are, uh, we, don't, okay. we don't have to worry about that. We're good, we're good. Okay. So, uh, just real quick, at the top of the show, Ned, why don't you tell people um, what you do, where people can find you doing it, and what they can expect from all of it. Absolutely. I am a radio DJ in eastern Iowa on a, a radio station called Rock 108. Um, I'm a resident nerd, what many people like to call me, sometimes Nerdy Ned. Uh, I'm on every single day, 2 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you don't live in the area, rock108.com and the app. Uh, that's the career aspect of things. But I also do uh, Twitch, so you can find me, Ned, on air. Um, right now, I'm doing Metal Gear Mondays, so you can watch me play Metal Gear Solid, uh, the original PS1 version. By the way, yes, my friends, on original hardware. And uh, <laughs> what else is? Uh, and then on Wednesdays, I've been doing Resident Evil Seven. So once I beat Metal Gear in Resident Evil Seven, I'll move on to a new thing. So, dang. nice, dude. Awesome. Yeah. 
So, with that out of the way, because mm. people know where they can find me and Ren. Um, yeah. Ren, do you want to start this week? Sure, I don't mind. All right. So, so anybody who's been at my stream for the past week probably knows what I've been playing all week, which has been Rainbow Six Siege. I have I picked it up probably I think it was around like eleven dollars for uh, the standard edition, which is a really solid deal. Um, if you guys don't know what it is, it's like a semi-realistic like tactical shooter where the time to kill is super high, and uh, or it's super short rather. And um, you're really focused more so than like aiming. Aiming isn't nearly as important as like say games like Call of Duty or something like that. But it's a lot more about like positioning, angles, how to like breach appropriately. And the main modes that you're all playing, there's no like team deathmatch or anything like that. It's all objective based. And I've been having a blast with it. That being said, it is unbelievably hard. It has like the steepest learning curve of a shooter I've played. Mm -hmm. where um you go into it and you're just like i'm sure i'm gonna do okay and then you don't win a match for a day straight and you played it for like hours upon hours and you're just sitting here like why did i do this to myself <laughs> why? <laughs> why but uh once you start getting past that learning curve it becomes a ton of fun i've been having a blast with it um i've been playing it so i've already been playing it for about a week and a half uh, I have my hours played pulled up just to like give an idea of how long I've been playing it. Fifty six hours <laughs> over the course of like yeah, over the course of like a week and a half. It's a little bit ridiculous. Um, I've been loving it though. I've been having a blast with it. Mm -hmm. um, there's multiple editions of the game, but the only one I can truly recommend is standard. Um, the starter edition is horrible <laughs> honestly uh, to be completely honest it's atrocious it's very much a cash grab to just try to like get people to buy it just because it's relatively cheap mm -hmm. and uh the issue with it is that um rainbow six siege does have a grind to it where like you're trying to unlock new characters using an in-game currency mm -hmm. um with the start or with the standard edition, you get like all the base characters and then you start unlocking the DLC characters using the in-game currency or you can purchase it. Uh, it's it's not honestly that hard to get the currency. So that hasn't been an issue for me where I'm just sitting here like I can't do this grind. That being said, I did own the starter edition previously. Mm. Um, I believe I think it was about a year ago. And the issue with that is all the like starter characters are also purchasable like you don't get any characters at the start at all you just get stuck with like a really basic character and then like the very like first two characters you get are like super cheap and then everything else is a godly high cost and it just makes the grind like not worth it in the slightest and the difference between price is maybe like five dollars realistically and uh if you if you were going to grind out all the starter characters it takes an ungodly amount of time, especially when you don't have any characters in the first place to deal with any situations. Um, mm -hmm. That that becomes a huge struggle. Now, with the standard edition, that's not nearly a bad thing. There's a bunch of other editions, too. Um, there's advanced edition, which just gives you, like, year one operators. Essentially, the way that they send out their uh, character droves is um, they have their starter basic characters. Then they have a year one set a year two set and a year three set currently. And they're currently unlocking their year four set. Um, 
it, with the advanced edition, you get the year one set, and with like the complete edition, I think you get all the current sets, but they're super high cost, like the deals. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I would not recommend those at all. Um, I picked up Siege on Hubble Bundle. I believe it was, I think I picked it up maybe a month ago, and then I just didn't play it. Um, but it recently just went on sale on Humble Bundle for about $11 for the uh, standard edition, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's the case. If not, it was about $17, which is still a very solid price in my eyes. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're into if you're into games, I think you'd probably actually be into it, Danny. Mm -hmm. um, if you're into games like either CSGO or you want something a little bit more in-depth than CSGO rather than just like there's bullets and that's kind of just it. Yeah. Um, or maybe like, uh, oh my God, I can't, I can't think of the game. <laughs> Operation Sandstorm. We, we just Insurgency Sandstorm. <laughs> yes. There we go. Thank you. I was like, we talked about, but I don't remember the name. Yeah. I think, I think you would like it because I, it seems fairly similar to Insurgency. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I've been digging it. I've been having a blast with it. If you can make it past the learning curve, you'll have a great time playing it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have a wonderful time playing it yeah that being said if you get stuck like if you don't want to learn it you're probably not going to enjoy it at all because it's it's very hard to stress how like difficult <laughs> this game is at the start like in most in most shooter games it's not uncommon to get like 10 kills maybe mm -hmm. like yeah. that's that seems relatively reasonable you're lucky to get two <laughs> two to three in a match if you're getting higher than that, you're probably doing really well for yourself. Um, and if you're not interested in playing like a multiplayer, like you don't want to play it as a multiplayer experience. There's also uh, these modes called terrorist hunts, which is essentially um, PVE, where you'll go in with a squad and then you just do like you do missions. And that's essentially how it works. That's also been a ton of fun. Um, there's three different settings for the AI, which is uh, normal, hard and realistic. Normal and hard are OK. Like, normal, when you're starting to, like, learn the game, is still pretty difficult. But after a bit, you start to get used to it. Hard's not that much different. Realistic, the bots turn into aimbots. <laughs> so you're kind of... It, it sounds dumb, but it actually makes it a ton of fun to play it with, like, a group of friends. And you're just, like, you're trying to plan out how you're going to, like, get through this mm -hmm. entire mission. And it's nine times out of ten, you fail it. But that one time that you succeed, you're just like, I fucking did it, dude. I did it. I nailed it. I, I've been loving it. Yeah. I've been absolutely loving it. Yeah. But yeah. The only... Feel free to ask any questions. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've played... Uh, I have Siege. I've played mm -hmm. it. Not yeah. that much because of the version I got. I can definitely attest to the amount of grind. And I think if I'm going to give yes. Siege a fair shake, I have to break down and buy the, new, the other version. Yeah. Yeah. I would wait until it's on sale. I don't think it's worth the current price, which I believe is like $45. <laughs> it's good. Like, if you want to pay $45, you can. I, I wouldn't, like, judge you for it. But mm -hmm. it does seem to go on sale fairly often. Yeah. At least nowadays where, like, the player count isn't nearly as high. Like, it's obvious that the player count isn't as high as what they want it to be, which is why they're just chucking out sales left and right. Yeah. Um. But... Yeah, I picked it up for, I think I picked mine up for 17. I think Tiff picked hers also up for 17. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, it's easily worth $17. I've had a blast with it. Yeah. 45, it's up to you. It's up to you on that mm -hmm. one. 
Um, but if you wanna, if you just wanna save money, then yeah, I'd just wait. Yeah, but which I've been, I've been thinking. There is a lunar sale coming up soon. Yes, that's actually what I'm hoping is gonna be on there. Um, I could see it being on there. I definitely mm -hmm. could because I picked up mine. I actually don't know if I picked mine up through Humble Bundle originally. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe I picked mine up maybe December. I think it was in December. Um, on Steam. So it seems reasonable enough that it would like come out in another like a uh, sale coming up soon. Yeah, I definitely see that happening. <clears throat> but yeah. If anything, I've realized about when it comes to buying just games in general, like on through Steam or Epic or whatever it may be, it's kind of like Kohl's. You never go shopping at Kohl's unless you have some kind of coupon, and you never pay right. full price. <laughs> yeah, like if you exactly. Get, if you, you won't shop at Kohl's if you like all that little thing away and it says 10% you're like you know fuck you man i'm not, go I'm not going <laughs> unless it says 30% off and that's how i feel about today's steam sales epic and yeah. Battle Net. <laughs> so that's how i feel about this situation right now <laughs> oh man too true oh, i get that for sure um so some questions i have for you hmm because i've played it like i, I understand siege i guess just mm -hmm. What has been your favorite aspect of it? Uh, the shocking diversity of characters. I didn't actually expect the like character diversity to be that um, intensive, but mm -hmm. there's actually looking deeper into it because I wanted, I genuinely wanted to like learn how to play the game because I was like, I see that there's something here. It's mm -hmm. very apparent that there's something good here. It's just the the learning curve is so high. Um, is the amount of diversity between like character groups and like what you can play in what situation and what makes sense and what doesn't even like mild interactions that you wouldn't even think about mm -hmm. so for example there's a there's a character named glass and glass has a uh it's like a sniper character um that plays during the offensive stages and there's certain maps that really benefit him whereas there's an example of a map that's an actual airplane and none of the actual other characters can shoot out of the windows of the airplane mm -hmm. because they're like bulletproof windows. Glasses like caliber rounds are so strong that they'll actually go through the windows. So like when you're playing up against glass, you have to be very careful of staying in those lines of sight, like against the windows and stuff like that. That's really interesting dynamic. Um, there's a lot of characters that like also benefit that certain thing, whereas he also has like a thermal scope. But there's mm -hmm. very few characters that can really help with that. We're like, normally what you'll do is you'll run him with thermal scope and then you'll run smoke grenades and he can see through the smoke. That being said, none of like the real offensive characters have smoke. So you can't just be like, well, let's just get a group of people with a bunch of smokes and we'll just like smoke out the entire plane. Just kill everybody. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do something yeah. like that, you end up with like a shield character. We're like okay, now I'm a shield character and I need somebody with me in order to, like, protect me in this situation. And then you'll have, like, certain other characters that are really good at, like, protecting, like, small groups of, like, characters. Right. Are we good? Are we back? Tell me um, we're back. Um. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, wait. Ah! Oh, wait, there, oh, wait, oh, oh. oh, hello there. Excellent. We're back. <laughs> I hope. And that was how you get glass to wear a maid outfit. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Good characters. Awesome. I was just sitting here like, corner, <laughs> just, like tugging really hard at something. Oh, oh, we're back. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. 
Hey, how's it going? Oh, man. <laughs> You're just really out of breath. Um, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> God, what is going on with my shit lately? You sound like me when I started streaming, remember? <laughs> yeah, but see, these are like new issues that are popping up. This is new. This is very new. I've always known Danny to be the only the finest in tech aspects. I I wonder if my father is downloading porn by the oh, 10 that's gigs. That's exactly it. That's exactly. It. He's probably downloading a terabyte of porn and just not telling me. <laughs> Dad, stop jerking it. <laughs> Son, don't judge me. <laughs> All right. So Glass know your mother. <laughs> so Let's uh, finish up some thoughts here on uh, Rainbow Six Siege, and then we can go on to um, what we brought Ned on here to talk about. Yeah, basically the game is super dynamic. There's there's a lot of things that like are very easy to gloss over, but when you like give it more time, you definitely start to notice like a lot of like fine details that you don't normally think of at all. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's been a lot of fun. That's basically all I have to say. <laughs> it's been a great time with it. I've been yeah. loving it. Oh man. Um. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm just making sure things here are running no, okay. No, you're all good. Yeah, you're fine, man. I don't know. Um. If you uh, want to after this, you can send me the files, and then I can I can either host it from my end or I can just host it from your end. Either yeah. Or. Um. So let's go on to Resident Evil. Ned, that would be you. All right. <laughs> Let me grab something here real quick while uh, we talk about it. All right. Yeah. I'd like to share with you. Here, Here's where, uh, I'm not going to lie, this is, this is it. This, this is the new one that just came out. The year is 1998. Resident Evil 2, first of all, is my absolute, one of my top ten favorite games of all time. So the fact that they, I have been waiting for a remake of this game since they redid the first one for GameCube. And when they redid the first one for GameCube, I'm like, oh my God, what if they did the same thing to Resident Evil 2? That was in, I wanna say 2000, 2001. Fast forward 18, 19 years later, and here we are with Resident Evil 2 Remake. And since then, Resident Evil 4 has come out, 5, 6, and even 7. But imagine all those games where they're just like, all right, here's what worked, here's what didn't, and we're gonna bundle this all together give it the great Resident Evil engine from 7 and um, <laughs> and uh, put it all into one, but with the gameplay of Resident Evil 4. And you put it together, man, and it just works. It just worked. And, and it's a big risk when you do a remake of a game that's so loved. Um, I mm -hmm. mean, there's a, there's a lot of games out like that right now. I mean, Hollywood keeps making live-action things of this and that. And fortunately, in the video game world, Every once in a while, we get a we get a, a remake, and we hope for the best, and we don't know what we're gonna get because we have such the nostalgia factor behind what we grew up with and loved. And Resident Evil Two, and I've played, I've probably played the demo. I I, I played the demo, and um, I could talk about that a little bit. Um, but I have obviously bought the game day one, and uh, it's been blowing my mind apart because it's not only just a re a remake of the original game but it's really a reimagining and 
basically takes what we loved about the original Resident Evil 2 in 98 and gave it a fresh coat of paint and a way better and working storyline. And it, it, it's not the same game. This is a brand new experience that we all know we didn't want. We thought we just wanted a fresh coat on an old game. But mm-hmm. instead, we're getting really a brand new game that's called Resident Evil 2 that still brings older players to where it really was and but still giving you a fresh brand new game and they have knocked a lot of things out of the park just the way that the zombies roll and uh the zombies are smarter they're not just a bunch of people that are dragging their legs and blah, 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 you know but they can move out of your crosshair they can uh find you in the middle of nowhere the liquors mind you the original liquor characters were pretty terrifying at first in the original game but this game it's like it's a legit threat like if you don't run mm-hmm. game over <laughs> you're gonna run it this game brings back survival horror to survival horror when resident mm-hmm. Evil five six and not seven but five and six were such action oriented and blow muscles chris punching a rock and <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> you know and this one it goes back to that thing of puzzle solving and sense of urgency and um not knowing what could be around the corner and and corners and doors aren't safe houses anymore because zombies could come through that door that you just like oh i'm in another room the zombie will never get me nope he can knock on the door and come right into the room you're at and it's like what the fuck like no i'm trying to get away from the zombie but he's literally knocking at the door and Mm -hmm. there he is and so they've designed it in a way that you feel safe when you get into a safe room, but you're not because yeah, you could come any corner. But and to I, obviously I don't want to spoil the, the the game because again, like I've said, it's a brand new experience and a feeling like a brand new game. The character Mister X, the big guy in the trench coat with a very fancy fedora hat now, but <laughs> um, <laughs> they have made that character into easily one of the most terrifying characters I have ever witnessed in video games. Um, and I've been playing games since, you know, 91, 92. God, am I aging myself, Danny? Is that what's going on here? Like, what am I doing I mean, over here? I mean, you've been playing video games since three years before I was born, so... Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Quick, quick, what game were you playing when I came out of my mother? Oh, yeah, what, oh, year God. Was, what year was it, Danny? Halloween in 94. <laughs> oh, my God. I... <laughs> Let me tell you, I was uh, playing Donkey Kong Country, um, so I was... <laughs> I was born in 87, Danny. That's what's happening. I was born in 87. <laughs> only 31. Anywho, so, so yeah, think about that, Danny. Four years later, this game came out, and we're talking about the remake. <laughs> we're talking about the remake. Um, but they reimagined uh, Mr. X in such a way where in the original game, he, he showed up. You could hear him coming, but you could take him down. You could take him down with a couple uh, rounds of this and that, and there you go. And you get some ammo. This game, they suggest you just run. You're, he can <laughs> climb up ladders. He can burst through walls. He can burst through doors. He'll just murder you. And um, there's, no, there's no stopping him. There is legit no stopping Mr. X. And that reminds me now of when Resident Evil 3 came out with Nemesis, which obviously if this second remake works, they're going to do three. And 
which just goes to show I'm like, listen, if they can make Mr. X as terrifying with that cold, dead face of his, I can only imagine what they're going to do with Nemesis in a obviously a potential remake of the third game. So when and he gets introduced to you in such a way where you're just like, oh, God, I have to run now, don't I? Oh, but I have to I have to put in these puzzles and there's zombies and there's liquors and I got to run around this and I can't. There's this man chasing me. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> I climbed up this ladder. I'm safe. No, he's climbing up the ladder now. And you're just like, ah! <laughs> like he's, you got to just keep running. There's nothing you can do. He's just going to come after you. But you can't escape from him. You can't escape from him and hide. But when you're hiding, he, the game, they programmed him in a way that if you start shooting at zombies you start running, you can hear his footsteps like above you, next to you, whatever it may be in another room. And the moment you start shooting and making noise, those footsteps get closer. They get closer, they get faster. And that son of a bitch is coming through the door and there he is. And you got to just run a little bit further and you're just like, oh man. And uh, it, it's just a game that I feel like if you're a survival horror fan, and you have loved scary games for a long time, or whatever it may be, or even if you're a brand new Resident Evil fan, this is a really unique and interesting place to start. I still do suggest, if you want to get the full storyline, uh, start off with um, the remake that you can get on PlayStation 4 and PC on Steam, the Resident Evil HD remake. Tank controls and everything. All right, tank control. Everyone praise them. They're so great. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, and tank controls are fine, but they, they age to their own way. But this game got rid of the tank controls, gave it Resident Evil 4 over the shoulder third person, but with a Resident Evil 7 engine. So you feel the fast action pace, but also still have that slow survival horror aspect to it. So if you're looking to get into Resident Evil, obviously start with tank controls first and just kind of to get the storyline. But that's it. Look past the, the tank shit, and this game will easily, like, say, like, okay, I gotta know the rest of this game, the rest of this story, you know, mm -hmm. because it's awesome. And uh, I mean, in a game, in a world, gaming world of all remakes and all this stuff like that, and especially with the long awaited, supposed, highly demanded Final Fantasy VII remake, which we have no idea what, when that's gonna be how mm -hmm. it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone's getting skeptical now. And everyone was already skeptical about Resident Evil 2 Remake. Like, are they going to do it well? Are they going to do it good? Well, they did. And we didn't expect it to be as good as, at least in my opinion, to be as good as it is. And um, and I'm not coming from a nostalgia aspect either. I like I legit actually enjoy playing this game. And, it, and the control and the playability doesn't distract me enough to say, like, this game sucks. It's all part of it and it makes so much sense and what's really cool is that if you want to try this game there's still a one-shot demo out there to give it a shot to understand the mechanics to understand the story and to just play it for free for 30 minutes that's all you get you get mm -hmm. 30 minutes because they don't want to spoil it for you and um yeah and just overall it just looks really good and beautiful gentlemen beautiful. yeah i never thought yeah, i in my years, I'd, I'd be playing a Resident Evil 2 remake. <laughs> oh, man. What are you going to say, Yeah, Ryan? I played the demo also. Um, I played the demo, I believe, I think it was like a week before the game actually came out. It was whenever the demo, like, officially came out on PC. Yeah. And I played it, and I did really enjoy it, too. I had a blast with it. The one thing I'd recommend if you played the demo is don't feel rushed. 
Yes. Don't stop. Yes. Because that's what I did, and I was severely disappointed in myself after <laughs> I finished it. And it's just like, wait a second, I missed so much stuff. And like, you don't really. I I didn't even know that that was the end of the demo when I got to it. I was like, okay, all right, let's keep going. And then it just ended, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, don't do this. <laughs> I want more. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like, what about that room with the stuff? I want that room. <laughs> and it's it's like, oh, you're done. Um, but yeah, don't feel rushed about it. I, I did have a good time with it. Um, I feel like I might have gotten a mildly... Like, I, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was super great when I was playing the demo because of um, the sheer tankiness of zombies. With your basic pistol, I did find out later that, like, you can find other weapons, and then they can just straight out, like, you kill them. <laughs> they don't just keep coming back up and up and up over again for all of eternity. Because that, that one was kind of driving me a little insane for a bit. Um, but yeah, I've been thinking about picking it up, but I haven't like made the full leap for it yet. Um, the one the one kind of question I have is, in, in the first Resident Evil, at least to me, the, uh, the puzzles were odd. Like, they were, they were pretty vague with some of them, where mm -hmm. it's just like, okay how was i gonna know that moon logic almost um, yeah like some of them are just really weird and like it doesn't help with like the way that it's a top like it's a fixed camera so sometimes you just don't even notice something at all yeah, you're just all like uh i don't i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing i got stuck in that like situation a few times with that is the uh are the puzzles i don't want to say mainstream like streamlined but are they like a little bit easier to understand. Yes, I would say they're okay. actually way easier to understand. They're not so cryptic. Um, one of the big yes. things okay. too cool. is that there's a, the map system, the map system in the game, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you click into the map. The map will uh, make a room that you visited red if you have not collected all the things in that room yet. And oh. it will actually even highlight where those items are. So if you need ammo or gunpowder or whatever, or a piece that's like, whatever it is they're put a little question mm -hmm. like a little exclamation point like hey you should go here oh <laughs> and uh, and check this out <laughs> so, that's perfect and i oh, and oh. that and that was one thing too that really distracts me is like oh the puzzle's gonna i'm not gonna be sitting at a puzzle for like four hours like that's yeah but yeah exactly you no know, they made it streamlined to the point where it's like okay here's a puzzle but we're gonna give you all the tools to figure it out and yeah is you know just just think about it oh then by the way here it is go get it <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's it's good enough to the point where it's it lends you discovery but it also doesn't hold i hold your hand essentially yeah you know? okay, well the first cool. resident evil is just like oh my god <laughs> it's it's a struggle sometimes with the it's, first one. Oh, it really is it really, really oh is. man because my, my initial plan was to play resident evil 2 on stream but then i was thinking about how i tried to play resident evil 1 on stream and I looked like an idiot the entire oh, time because it's just all like, did you know that the thing is actually on a random dog collar? And then you take the dog collar thing and then you like, you turn it around and you like pull something out of it and then you go to like another place. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, it's, it's a little much. <laughs> it's a little much. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that, that's good to hear that it's like somewhat streamlined. I, yeah. I don't want to necessarily be super easy. But I yeah. don't want me to just sit there for hours on end, just be like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. With, with Mr. X around, there's this one puzzle you got to do, but mm -hmm. you have to try and be quiet because all of a sudden it's just like he can be here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then just and 
and again, it gave me the tools to figure it out. So it wasn't again cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. So would you just um, would you describe no, no, Mr. X as like a murderous uh, Kool Aid man, just like coming through Absolutely. walls and can just? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you just run. God, you don't die. Oh man. Suck. Sorry, Ryan. I just had to get that idea out. No, you're there. you're all good. Uh, I never played the second Resident Evil. I played the demo, I think, a long time ago as a kid, but I never actually played the game. And I remember it being genuinely terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited. I'm probably gonna look into it a little bit more just to, like get an idea on it. It's it's a full sixty dollar title, isn't it? I think it so. It is right now, yes. I got okay. Because of me, I got the deluxe edition because once again, nostalgia <laughs> showed up and it said, get the deluxe edition and you can you can soundtrack swap with the soundtrack of the original game. I'm like, well, yeah, that's right. I did hear about that. And I heard yeah. so many people like some people were like super like bummed out about it because, yes, it's part of a deluxe edition. But like, that's still super neat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it still is. super and, cool. But I did choose to do the original soundtrack first because I'm like, all right, maybe they're trying to make a build up step because if I put the original one now, it's like it's just an trip so i'm playing it through the first time with the new soundtrack yeah oh man and how's the replayability on it because i know like basically at least resident evil 4 had like very solid replayability where like yeah. you would get unlocks after like you finish it on a certain difficulty i finished it it was like one of the very first games i ever streamed ever where i actually yeah. did two playthroughs of it one on normal and then one on like its hardest difficulty mm -hmm. um how how's the replayability on it? I would assume it's pretty good because don't yeah. they have like uh they have like a background director sort of thing where like if the game is like getting a little bit stale mm. and it's just like it bumps it up for you. Like it, it makes it more and more like stressful until yes. like it's a little bit too much and then it yeah. starts to like lax on it. And then you can back out a little bit. There is yeah. cuz you do have to if you want to get the full story and just mm -hmm. like the original one there is you have to play it through twice. Um, yeah, because once there's a Leon campaign, which according to a stat, they said 73% of players go through Leon's campaign first. And mm -hmm. um, then there's the Claire campaign. And um, we were just mentioning a little bit ago. Well, actually, we didn't mention it. So here we go. Uh, they'll be <laughs> releasing free DLC, three new mercenaries missions here pretty soon to anyone that just bought the game. You don't have to you don't have to pay extra for it. Three new DLCs. So there's more to it. And um, to unlock a certain thing, uh, even back in the original one, you could get the hunk survivor and then my personal favorite, tofu survivor, where you're legit a block of tofu running yeah. through the place <laughs> and it's gnarly. <laughs> and then also they're uh, going to be uh, making a downloadable skin for nostalgic, nostalgic people where the skin is actually a blocky rendering version of the original. <laughs> but I think the replay value super high because you have to go through it there. I don't know what the unlocks are yet, um, mm -hmm. what extra, but obviously that extra DLC that we're going to get for free here pretty soon yeah. is even more reason to keep playing it. Man. Awesome. Yeah, it looks super fun. I might end up picking it up. I definitely might. I might wait a little bit. I don't know. $60 is a big price tag, but I know, I know for a fact it's a good game. I've only heard good things about it. I've never heard anything where it's like, I don't know about this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I might I might wait just a smidgen. <laughs> get, get a just little time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want myself to like really want it, and then I'll just go crazy and just buy it anyway. Well, and being me, I've wanted it for eighteen years, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the first, and I and I'm very much of a physical purchase guy. 
It's mm-hmm. one of the first games I have ever paid full price for digitally. Oh, okay. I got so, you. And that's saying a lot for me because I like to have shit. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that started converting for me when I eventually upgraded to a wonderful PC here. And there's nothing. It's like I ever Steam, Battle.net, Epic, whatever it may be. That's how I have to buy games. And I'm like, well, I have no choice. What else do I still got? So here I am. I in digital games. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's kind of a good segue here into uh, into a topic about uh, what choice do you have? Um, Metro Exodus, 17 days before release, decided to go exclusive on the Epic Games launcher. Dude, that's honestly that's when I saw that, I was like, whoa, wait, hold <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I personally am super excited for Exodus. I don't know if I'll pick it up on release, but seeing that it was like, oh, by the way, we, we normally have them all on Steam. And like, we've been planning to have it on Steam and people can even pre-order it on Steam. Yeah, <gasps> we're moving over to Epic Game Store, get wrecked. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, man. Now, they are honoring any pre-order on anything. I'm just... All the articles said on Steam. I'm assuming mm-hmm. anywhere where you could do a pre-order for PC, they're yeah. still going to honor that pre-order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just like a weird thing. I saw this, and it kind of um, – it was just kind of confusing to me. Honestly, the yeah. – um, how – I have no idea how to uh, spell exclusivity. So I'm just going to say uh, Metro <laughs> Exodus – Epic Games. Um, But, yeah, so it releases on February 15th. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Which is, am I right? That's like 17 days ahead of release or so. Maybe 18 days from the announcement. So, less than 30 days from the release of the game. They've been doing pre-orders since... um, They've been doing pre-orders since early December. And then just all of a sudden do this exclusivity thing. It was just very bizarre. I don't know. What do you guys think was the reason? Have you guys seen any reasons? Oh, they must have, like... Metro Exodus is definitely one of, like, the... Uh, it's it's one of the biggest games that are coming out this year that not a lot of people really know about. Yeah. The Metro games are really fucking... Like, they're super solid. They genuinely are. Um, I've watched some gameplay on it. It looks really good. Um, I'm betting... Betting that Epic Games is all like, hey, listen you're you're one of the biggest games i will pay you some good money to just like maybe like not be on steam just this once and just just like, for a year exclusive yeah. <laughs> dude honestly i mean like i when i heard that i was like i'm not super opposed to this at all like i i get it i yeah. totally understand i wholeheartedly get it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's all money, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah, right? yeah. They, no, they for were, sure. I mean, and Epic is growing. I mean, obviously, it's a big thing now, but, you know, it had to start somewhere. So the more exclusives they can get, it's just like consoles and, and PCs and whatnot. Like, Xbox <laughs> has this exclusive and PlayStation has this exclusive and whatnot. They want exclusivity rights because they want them to buy on your platform. Yeah. And, like, even thinking about it right now, I can't think of that many, like, PC-exclusive games that are coming out this year that I'm even, like, really even thinking about, to be honest. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's basically Exodus. Like, I can't... Death Stranding is a PS4 title. Anthem is PC and uh, Xbox, but, like, I'm not even... 
it looks okay, I guess. And I don't even think it, I think it has its own launcher. I believe so. Um, oh, that's going to be on EA. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's EA too. Good Lord. How many <laughs> freaking things do we got? <clears throat> well, yeah. the, like the individual um, launchers make sense to me for each company. No, that, yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. It's just like for, for like one of the biggest titles of the year, just being like, let's not go with Steam this time. That's yeah. a huge deal. That is. It is. It very much is. It's also Epic doing Epic getting this exclusivity. Feels like it's a big shot across the bow uh, on on Valve and Steam. Mm-hmm. Like this feels yeah, like yeah. <laughs> everyone's can everyone's saying they just fired their first shot of the war. You know, I'm like <laughs> that, <laughs> the war. I don't know about that, but I mean, like you know, it's um, definitely one of the biggest titles that they could have picked mm-hmm. up at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What do you think is gonna seeing that? What Sorry, do you, go ahead. What do you think it's gonna do to the sales of the game? Probably not a lot. The people are devoted to Metro are going to play Exodus. Mm-hmm. Like that's just gonna be a thing. Like I'm probably gonna pick it up regardless of what it was on. Yeah. Like if if it was on something, even like if it was on Uplay, I hate Uplay. But I mean if it was on Uplay, I'd be <laughs> like, well, fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Uh, Metro has such a like <clears throat> devoted fan base because it, it's really like it's a game not a lot of people like play or really even know about to a certain degree. It's almost a like, cult title. Exactly. So like just having it, I, I don't think people are even caring about what a launcher it is at all. Like yeah. as long as it's probably not like Origin. Because yeah. Origin in my eyes is by far the worst launcher there is. Um. I don't think anybody's gonna care. I like I'd pick it up regardless. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Another thing to look at too, and me being relatively new into the PC game world, mm-hmm. um, I mean, think about it this way: I mean, having a small launcher on your desktop versus a big old console sitting in your entertainment center—it's like it's not taking up a lot of space. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. not killing you. So it's like. D- is it being exclusive to either be Battle.net, Uplay, whatever? Is it really a big deal? You know, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like yeah, for the most part, it. I feel like for the most part, it really isn't at this stage because like we've had we've had Epic Games release Subnautica for free. They obviously own Fortnite, duh. And like a good majority of players, whether you like it or hate it, they probably have Epic Games launcher like on their thing it's probably not that big of a deal to most people they're probably gonna be like okay fine i'll just go to this one instead maybe i'll even like go to this one and then i'll like move it onto steam and say as a non-steam game Mm -hmm. and then just do it that way but uh yeah can i I most people are like chill with it go for it can i do a quick little bitch uh ned and i were were getting doing the sound check earlier and Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) I was testing my shit, and all of a sudden I see this alert that said, Fortnite has finished updating, which I have Fortnite <laughs> installed, okay? I don't play it. Uh-huh. Here's the thing, though, is I didn't even have Epic Games Launcher open. It was just it was just downloading without me even interacting with the launcher. Dude, you gotta set up those startup processes, dude. Yeah, yeah I turned, yeah, I realized that it <laughs> left it all on. But I, yeah, I didn't even interact with the launcher. The launcher wasn't even up. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I did not open or you know run the launcher, however you want to say it. And it was downloading shit in the background. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's naughty. Epic Games, naughty. 
Oh, man. Um, but yeah, you're, I think you guys are pretty spot on. I don't think at this point it's going to affect anything. I think... Yeah. I think it's just the only problem I can foresee people even talking about right now is, well, that's another company I'm giving my credit card information to that could potentially be hacked and stuff like that. But that's still just negligible because I don't think that many people are in the gaming sphere are that worried about it because how many times do you swipe your credit card at a restaurant at a small local restaurant or whatever that uses a third party to process that payment and that third yeah. party gets hacked i mean that's how a Hell, lot of the biggest happens. ones are gas stations most uh oh, yeah. most security leaks happen at gas stations where yeah. uh, people will set up things at the actual gas station like pump itself yeah and like they'll just take information <laughs> that way um but I'm also seeing, just because I'm looking into this thing a little bit more, they're also lowering the price of the game from 60 to $50, which oh. is hype because I'm super stoked about that because I don't want to pay $60 for a game. 50 is definitely... I It's much more tree. I'll gladly install it on Epic Games for $10. <laughs> Easily, hands down. Yeah. Just more shots, man. Just more shots fired in this war. This absolute yeah. war. You, it's a bloodbath. It's a blood war as hell. Y'all, y'all thought we were done with like these wars. Super rich companies, and they probably don't really care nearly <laughs> that much. Yeah, it. Y'all, y'all thought we were done with with these. Uh, you know, Sega versus Nintendo and PS4 versus uh, Xbox. You know, one. You guys thought we were done with these wars? No, we're just getting started. Next, the PC people are going to start eating each other. Oh, eating each other. Oh, um, God. So, yeah, it, pretty good deal. Um, if for $10 off on a brand new game, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Everyone, ever, I mean, anyone that pre-ordered is getting there, is getting honored. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. It just is a very bizarre story that, uh, hey, yeah, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, do a quick uh, little uh, exclusivity here, uh, less than uh, 30 days before launch. It's a little weird, but... That's um, probably the most mind-blowing thing out of all of it. It's just yeah. Like it's just, just, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Come do it. Uh, so you guys want to hear something mind-blowing? Oh, yeah? So, uh, Facebook may have known it was defrauding children and families through its online games, according to Polygon. This isn't the... This is something that um, <laughs> kind of got me boiling a little bit. Not because <clears throat> Facebook is absolute shit. We all knew that already. Yeah. But because absolutely nobody is talking about this fucking story. I looked <laughs> up this story on, uh, on YouTube and on Google. On YouTube, the only channel that was talking about this was like Review Tech USA. Mm-hmm. Only channel I saw that was talking about this. No, no, Philip DeFranco. No, I, I think maybe I saw a Vox article, which Vox is Polygon. So I read the probably the same article. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, I probably Vox covered it. But like I said, Vox is Polygon. Polygon is Vox. They are they are the same company. Um, yeah. So this, the, let me just kind of back up here and, and talk about what's been happen, what, what happened. Um, and so the reason this is now um, being talked about now 
is because some information was released publicly. Now, these lawsuits started in um, 2013, 2014, I think, or in the lawsuit um, ended in 2016. But people started noticing problems in 2011. Right, so we're getting on eight or nine years here um, from this issue. So you guys remember when Farmville and um, all those Facebook games were really, really popular and also had microtransactions built into them? Uh, of course, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... You gotta get your daily dose of Farmville. Yeah, you had to go check on your crops or play um, <laughs> Angry Birds. Tomatoes, bro. Mm -hmm. What about your friend's corn? <laughs> So what Facebook, so, so when you're playing those games, you could obviously buy things with real money using your credit card. And that's how those developers in Facebook made their money mm -hmm. off those yeah. games. Aside from spamming the fuck out of you and everyone you loved. <laughs> um, God. Very true. So what happened was they knew kids were playing these games. They'd get on mommy's Facebook Facebook page and play Farmville and they would just click around. So what they did was whenever there was a point of purchase, they didn't add any sort of um, safeguard such as putting in the, you know, security code or any of the, the last four numbers of the credit card or putting in your, um, putting in your passcode so that the purchase would just go right away through the game under your bill, under your credit card bill. Facebook had this problem pointed out to them by employees in memos mm -hmm. and in meetings and decided they weren't going to fix this problem. And they called it internally. This is all internal uh, documents in lingo. Um, they're going to call it friendly fraud. <laughs> yeah. Why? So they... That's their name for it. That is Facebook's name for this practice, friendly fraud. And when chargebacks came, they refused to refund money and then just offered to give uh, free in-game currency and bullshit. That sounds a little shifty if I was... Mm -hmm. It's a little. <laughs> so... Miners were, uh, this is according to um, the article, uh, which you can find from Polygon. I actually quoted the article from, or I, the uh, title of the article. Facebook may have known it was defrauding children and families through its online games by Charlie Hall. This is on Polygon. You guys can read into this. They actually have all of the um, documents in the article as well. Um, so the, the, and this is just a lot of stuff that's coming out now. Um, so let's see here. Plaintiffs allege that miners were duped into spending thousands of dollars on Ninja Saga. The game is available on Facebook as well as other platforms and was developed and published by Imagist Entertainment Limited. 
When these miners' guardians attempted to secure refunds, they were hindered by unintelligible Byzantine and impossible to understand barriers created by Facebook. And so a lot of what people are looking at and saying, well, every other platform that this game is on has safeguards to prevent accidental purchases. You should not right. be able to accidentally purchase something in an online environment is basically the principle that they're violating mm -hmm. here. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should have to go through several steps to confirm that you are using your credit card <laughs> to purchase right. an in-game good. And Facebook knew that they weren't doing this properly, had it brought it to their attention by employees, and decided, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take their money and we'll be good. Thank you. Come again. Yeah. Um... So after six years of discovery and litigation, District Judge Beth Labson Freeman finally ordered that Facebook's internal documents be revealed to the public, which is how we are learning about this today outside of this court case. Wow. They showed that the company was fully aware that their business practices were anti-consumer. An internal memo labeled Exhibit K was particularly damaging to Facebook's reputation. It details an effort to educate developers on friendly fraud and why they should continue to enable the practice. While the content of the presentation itself is not available, talking points including, quote, friendly fraud, what it is, why it's challenging, and why you shouldn't try to block it. <laughs> All right. So just to, like, <laughs> signal boost this issue, Facebook knows that what they were doing was wrong. Just like Cambridge Analytica and so many other scandals that they have been in in the last two years, this time they were deciding to do it to your credit card. Dude, it's almost like Facebook is a scummy business. Almost, right? <laughs> it might be. Almost. It's almost as if a business built entirely on selling you to advertisers yeah. is kind of shitty. Almost. It's almost like that. Now, maybe I shouldn't be speaking. Allegedly. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be speaking because I work in media and my entire job is predicated on selling an audience to uh, businesses. But the fundamental difference is that I'm not collecting your name and credit card in the process. <laughs> right, That's, Ned? I mean, it'd probably make it easier. Yeah. Well, we be well, we've become as a society too, man, so lax with our yeah. personal information and credit cards. And just like, you know, even when you click on your phone and when you download an app or something like that, it says, you know, this this app needs access to your camera, yes. your connect, your, and you're just like, okay, click. And you don't realize, like, yeah, that's a lot of information, <laughs> you know, and uh, what are they doing with that information? I mean, obviously, there are some that are like, you know, uh, Snapchat. We need access to your camera. Well, no shit. It's, right. a, it's a camera app. But then, like, yeah. why does uh, this app There's need access to all my contacts? Like, what do you, why? Yeah. There's certain games that are even just like, we need your location. And it's like, you don't even do anything with that. What? Yeah. Why do you need this? No. Right. Uh, here. And it's like. It is. If you didn't say that. <laughs> it's also really kind of scary. The Facebook facial recognition software. Um, mm -hmm. Ned, you and I both have been in parades. Have you ever had a picture? Someone post a picture of you in a parade but not tag oh. you and be like a total stranger yeah i've uh i don't know if a total stranger but i hate it when i like put something on wait and it tags my legit profile i'm like no <laughs> stop i it, hate that so much oh no like there was um uh one of the parades where i was uh 
guiding a person in a T-Rex costume. Um, I have a fun job, guys. Um, I was guiding a person in a T-Rex costume, you know, random stranger. I don't know who it was. Took a picture of the, uh, you know, me and the T-Rex in the, in the car, you know, in the parade. And, Mm -hmm. um, Facebook's like, Hey, this person uploaded a picture of you. And I'm like, (laughs) and you are, (laughs) and, um, what about the T-Rex? Did he get facial recognition? No, surprisingly, no. Uh, Jurassic Park. You know, <laughs> so let's just talk real quick about, well, there's another thing I wanted to talk about real quick. In the um, comments, I did go down to the comments of this. First off, they turn into a complete shit show after the first fucking comment. Well, it's oh, Facebook. Yeah. What did you expect? No, it's not. This wasn't a Facebook. This wasn't oh, a fa- okay. This was on Polygon. But right, somebody mentioned right. comment thread. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but somebody did mention that there was like nothing uh, protecting um, Google, like Google Play users from something like this either. That you um, like say you have like some kids that want to like play a game. There's like nothing that you can do to prevent a kid from downloading something on a Google Play device on an Android right. device. That's true. It's just click and install. Um, like not even like a passcode thing. So I guess thank God for Apple because Apple, you have to like for almost anything, you have to use a pass. You have to use your passcode to install. And I always forget what my Google ID passcode is. I'm like, is it that one that I've changed it like so many times? I could just never remember. Right. So there's that. So I guess this is just like a warning, especially to anyone with young kids or kids that will like want to play with their shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is growing more and more every day. man. But, I mean, yeah. Every kid has, like, a tablet, phone, whatever. It, it access is there. Make sure that your credit card information is just automatically saved. Yeah. Set up as many barriers as you can to prevent an accidental purchase. Because, obviously, these companies do not care. you want a podcast for dialogue in a divisive time, go ahead and check out Just Think on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.